Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Hey everybody, it's Adam Ray for the About Last Night podcast. Happy Thursday. Thanks for uh, listening to the podcast, wherever you get it, iPhone, Android, uh, your Stitcher uh, app, or uh, Laughable, the app. Uh, the ALN app is coming shortly, maybe about lastnightpodcast.com, wherever you listen to it. Thanks for subscribing and rating the podcast and commenting on the iTunes page. Uh, do that if you haven't done so, and keep shooting us your ALN highlights, man, about last night pod at gmail.com. Send us uh, a little note why you got into the pod, where you listen to it, how it helps you get through the day, all that jazz, and we'll, uh, we'll read some of those comments on the air and uh, send you some merch to say thanks. Today's episode is a doozy. It's a fun one. You know why? Because it's a guy who's been here before. He's my neighbor. He's one of my best friends. He's an amazing comic. He has a new Showtime special out called Home Field Advantage uh, that you got to go check out. And his show, I'm Dying Up Here, him, Eric Griffin, Al Madrigal, um, an amazing cast produced by Jim Carrey on Showtime, Sunday nights, 10 p.m., I'm Dying Up Here, loosely based on the comedy store in the 70s. Uh, he's he's a, one of the stars of that show and crushes it. Uh, it's Andrew Santino. You know him. You love him. At Cheeto Santino on Twitter. Uh, this episode was just uh, fun and really uh, interesting. If you're a, a comic, you're going to really love this episode. It uh, Andrew really breaks down not only the making of that show, but um, just we get into comedy in the 70s and what that shit was like. And uh, he really got getting more perspective from Jim Carrey and, uh, and just the whole experience of the show uh talking about his special and um we talk about kathy griffin and trump a little bit it's we get into a lot of stuff and it's a lot of laughs and it's it's the best always andrew's the man i love him uh enjoy this episode follow him on twitter again at cheeto santino me at adam ray comedy at alien podcast at funny brad uh brad williams comic on instagram at alien podcast on instagram cheeto santino on instagram adam ray comedy on instagram about last night podcast.com for your alien merch uh andrew santino.com for all his tour dates he'll be on on the road, check them out there. Uh, AdamRayTV.com, BradWilliamsComedy.com. I am in town, um, uh, well, not this weekend. Uh, I, well, I'm in town Saturday through next Thursday uh, doing shows in Los Angeles. Check AdamRayTV.com for that. June 20th is the next Adam Ray and Buddy show. Uh, go to ComedyStore.com to get your tickets for that. The lineup is going to be announced shortly and it is going to be stacked. Um, Brad Williams is uh, next weekend in West Palm Beach, June 15th through the 18th at the West Palm Beach Improv. In West Palm Beach, Florida. Get your tickets at uh, bradwilliamscomedy.com. And I think that's it. A lot of great episodes coming up like this one. So let's get into it. Now that we've got the Twitter dates, the Twitter dates, the tour handles, the Twitter dates. Fuck. Here's Andrew Santino. Well, the weekend's over, so it's time to chat about it. Got a midget and a juice, so why don't you sit down and listen to our dope I would like to say I'm sitting here with uh, three of Showtime's finest, but we got two. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, uh, that's a dig on myself. 
Team like, hey man, why don't you have a Showtime special yet? Team Adam? Showtime. That's Team Showtime. Hey. Yeah, yeah pound it out, dude. Team oh, Showtime. wow, the official Showtime hand check. I just oh. saw it live. Oh, no, no, no. You we, didn't know about that? Yeah, we actually have another one that we can't show you. Yeah, because it's like. It, it, what does it, it taste like? I mean, what does it look like? It's like the one that gets you into the. It's on YouTube. The <laughs> Eyes Wide Shut parties that Showtime throws. Yes. Just, mm-hmm. just the massive amounts of orgies and Coke and money. Just They just hand you money when you have a Showtime special. Surprisingly, no alcohol, though. It's just Coke <laughs> right. and orgies. Right. Can right. you imagine going to a party or wedding where they're like, yo, it's dry, bro? Like, like if Brad was like, dude, no booze. I'm sorry, taco trucks though, taco trucks, but no booze. And then you show up and it's like all coke. He's like, why didn't you say no coke? Because I said no booze. Yeah, yeah. no booze. You think I we can afford say- booze? <laughs> <laughs> this coke was given. We're sponsored. Yeah, we're sponsored by Coke, dude. <laughs> I thought you meant a cola. Pure Colombian cocaine sponsors right. Showtime. Now I want to ask a real quick question, and yes. already we're off on a tangent. But I went to a party my uh, junior year in college at a kid's house in my frat who. He lived in the neighborhood where, like, Shat. He, we drove through on a bus to his house where it was just like a night where he was like, I'm going to have a party. His dad invented, like, the um, the battery charger thing where you put the batteries in that thing and then you press it to see if it still has juice. That's your buddy's dad? Yep. Oh, my God. So we go to his, oh, go to his place. All the money. He's driving up. He's like, Oh, yeah, Denzel lives there. Shaq lives there. I'm like, Oh, what does Snoop live there? He goes, No, two houses down, though. <laughs> and, uh, and so we get in there and I don't smoke cigarettes, right? I maybe smoke 10 in my life, maybe 12. I mean, maybe like 30. And uh, I'm I still smoking. You, I no. brought you a pack of cigarettes. Yeah, I, I, I'm wearing I'm a sorry. bunch of patches. So, uh, <laughs> so there's a big bowl of cigarettes though, out of like the pool, uh, the pool house, just everywhere. It was like one of those things where it was like, instead of decorations, it was like bowls of cigarettes, like party favors. And yeah. just because they were there and free, and a big bowl of them looked like a big bowl of gummy bears, I was like, I'm gonna smoke tonight a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you're drinking. You know, some college, and also everyone's doing it. And uh, I mean, it was the worst decision ever. I felt so sick because I'd never do it, and I was inhaling too much and like the wrong way, and I was saying weird shit that like I thought was cool and was creeping people out when I was smoking. Like, fucking, you guys think we should all take our dicks out soon? Everyone was like, what? I was like, ah, Miles has a cool house, right? So my cigarettes do that to you? Nah, I was just trying to add on to the story. So uh, cigarettes make Adam surprisingly gay. So 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 what I wanted my question was if you go to a party like that and there's something that's out there and it's free that accessible, what would it take for you to not do it? It, uh, I like get, what drug what uh, you know I guess it depends on your age right because yeah. when I was in high school anything everything if it was there I was going to do it yeah. like high school was just like because you, you felt invincible and you just and, like and also, why not you couldn't get it that much so when right. someone's like dude Steve's got mushrooms you're like we're doing mushroom yeah. it just didn't matter because yeah. you were like it was so rare to get but now at this age of my life like now if I go to a party I feel like I just don't I don't want to do there's nothing that would make me go I got to do it because it's a once in a lifetime unless some scientist was there was like this is the only time we've done this drug and I'm at some famous dude's house and I'm like if everyone's doing it I'm well that do was my it. question if you because you're you know now I mean I feel like you're you're now at another level and so I feel like parties people what if you end up at a party with Tom Cruise and that's me sorry you're at a party with Tom Cruise and he's like hey man I found this uh Andrew Santino, right? God, I saw your fucking Conan oh, yeah. set, man. Oh, thanks, great. man. Appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, dude, really great. Great. Uh, dude, I have these weird fucking, they look like Flintstone vitamins, uh-huh. but they're actually like antidepressants meets fucking heroin, man. Uh-huh. And look, I take them before every Mission Impossible stunt. Really? That's why I can fight underwater. That's why I can uh, fuck uh, Katie Holmes. That's why I can do all this shit, man. Wow. Do you want to go into that bathroom and take one with me? I gotta get out of here, Tom Cruise. Hell Thank yeah, so man! Much, so man. yeah, no, that's I a maybe. Go. No, all I've right, gotta cool, leave. man. I've I'll see you at your place later. <laughs> nope, I'm gonna be at the nope. valet. Goodbye, <laughs> Tom Cruise. <laughs> Wouldn't, huh? No way, dude. Yeah. No way. I just no. like it. That's how I feel like you get trapped. That's such like an easy trap of a story. That's like, and that's how he ended his life in Hollywood. Yeah, he was at a. Like I, so peer pressure doesn't exist for you anymore. No, dude. High school, though, yes. And I think for everybody. Yeah. As it should, right? High school, yeah. I was I was really bad about it. Also because I was like party animal guy. And so it was like, 
Santino's here. Most Were you really? I thought you were in college. But uh, high school too, a little bit. Uh, yeah, started yeah. somewhere. It was just a decade of wasted. <laughs> I think, I think in high school, I think in high school, I was just so f- people were like, "He's fun," and I was just down to do everything. Yes, yeah, because you wanted to be the fun guy. I want to be the fun guy. Every yeah. every comic wanted to be the yes. fun guy. So yeah, but then, it. but then now I I don't even want to go to the party because getting there is like a big thing. It's uh, now at this point, I'd rather just go to someone's house where it's like four of us. Having yeah. a good time. Yeah. Yeah. A party sounds so exhausting. To me, like now that I'm over the age of thirty, it's like, oh come on, man, you gotta do this thing everyone's doing. It's like, no. No. Uh I know where this kind of goes and I just wanna go home and watch Netflix and that's it. Also there's, there's so much good T V. <laughs> that's I, an excuse to not go to parties. There's yeah. so much for me to watch. I'm like, I don't know if I'm gonna get out there tonight. Uh, I, I got haven't five seen, shows to catch up. Yeah, on. I, I haven't seen the season finale of Better Call Saul yet, so I gotta yeah. do that. And I haven't seen the first episode, so I. Uh, <laughs> I it makes me actually when I hear uh, Delia's bit on like, I don't want to go to your fucking party. That right. whole thing. I'm like, yeah, man, because also a lot of parties that we go to that um, aren't uh, comedian based, you know, then then there's. You're fielding a lot of questions to uh, people who aren't that, that are just like, have all the questions that you're like, man, there's like, you know, so what made you want to start? You're like, are we doing a podcast at this party? <laughs> or are you Pulled writing this phone? down? Actually, we are. Yeah. This is my, this is it's unless, my podcast pool party podcast. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> unless they're, it's a great name for Pool party podcast. <laughs> you show up, you're on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, come on, hang. We're going to be grilling burgers and just hanging, man. No, like, hey, no strings attached. Um, this Except for the one to the boom, a, Mike. This yeah. burger has a microphone inside of it. <laughs> I just bite it, man. Be chill. <laughs> That's That sounds insane, but... It wouldn't surprise me. Some comic is going to start it after this comes out. Some comic is like, pool party podcast got to happen, dude. We got to make it happen. Yeah. Like, we're in California. It's sunny It's sunny all the time. I have a pool. Why you, know, not? you know what parties I hate going to for real, though, are when mm-hmm. I go home. This is terrible. My family. When I go home back to Chicago and I've got, like, the family parties that we throw, which I love because I want to see all my family. But every time I go home now, you have to play Wikipedia. Like, you, ha- I have to play Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. It's like, what's going on? And I have to divulge everything that I'm doing yes. a thousand times. Yeah, right. But the, the irony is people are so interested in your family and genuinely so because they love you, whether it's cousins, uncles, friends, family, friends. They're so interested in you and supportive of you. But then when you divulge what you're doing, it's almost like you've always let them down because <laughs> you're because you're like, yeah, dude, I'm doing this and this and this and this. And they're like, cool. That's cool. So when are you going back? <laughs> <laughs> It's almost like you've no matter what it is, it's yeah. it's 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 not as they think it's going to be more insane yes. of a story than yes. it, right. than it they, could be. They they expect to be like, well, I was at uh, Catch the other night and I was you know talking with Kanye like we do, right. and then he and says he says come over to the house and uh, Paul McCartney's playing a recorder. I didn't know he could play a recorder. Like, <laughs> and, 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 like yeah, like, but was Ringo want, there? Yeah, Ringo like, wasn't there. Oh, right, we don't so. we don't let him into the parties yeah, anymore. No, no. no like, they they want you to be picked up in a helicopter from the family party. <laughs> That's the level they want you to be at where it's like oh, I gotta get out of here you know yeah. there's Will Smith is picking me up in his chopper in our backyard but if you were that famous every, you don't you wouldn't have, be going home you don't have family anymore <laughs> guess what your new family is Will Smith and his friends <laughs> my mom and dad you ever coming back no, no. you losers no, ask Jada Pinkett real quick if I'm coming back uh uh-uh. uh that's right that <laughs> was Jada and that, actually that wasn't even Jada Pinkett that was uh, Jaden doing Jada Pinkett that's right I'm with all the Smiths <laughs> You know, it's, and also it's like they, they expect the expectations raised. Once you get a little bit of success, I mean, I find that with my friends and family where they're like, what have you been up to? And I tell them like three or four things, you know, some things in the works, some things that are happening all the time. And they're like, cool, cool. So, all right, let's just, when's the next movie? I'm like, I don't fucking know, man. <laughs> I'm not in charge but of that. I just that. told you a bunch of other stuff that, that yeah. feels pretty fun and cool right now. And they're like, yeah, man, but remember when you were in that movie? 
yeah, man, still trying to do that shit. Like I said, I remember, um, I don't know what member of my family asked me when I'd first booked the pilot from Dying Up Here uh, nine years ago when we first <laughs> when I first booked the pilot. I remember a family were being like, "Do Jim Carrey." And I was like, yeah, that's it's awesome, man. It's, it's pretty cool. And then uh, some, they, they were like, is he in it? And I was like, no, no, no. He's the executive producer. He's like one of the you know creators. And they were like. He's never done this before. And they mm-hmm. were like, oh, yeah, that sucks. What, <laughs> what like, do you mean? You're bound to let people down. Oh, yeah. How, one of the biggest comedy stars on the planet is, no, is the executive producer. He's not in it. Involved. It's like, hey, what I told you is already pretty crazy. I'm yeah. your end to the business. Nope. Everything I, I tell you yeah, should not, be fascinating. Not impressed. <laughs> He's not in it. I'm not impressed. <laughs> well, like they have their own set of standards for what is yeah. Well, uh, yeah, because like what, the, what your experience in the business should be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my dad uh, watches Charlie Rose all the time. Totally. So he asks me about once a month if I'm going to be on Charlie Rose, <laughs> and I'm like. He's got like Putin's secretary on. Yeah. Like right. I'm not. They're not like. You're and now, next in line. And yeah, <laughs> it's, it goes Putin's secretary. I, yeah, I got bumped three times by uh, <laughs> Tiffany Trump. Yeah, yeah, that's who I got bumped by. One of my seventeen Aunt Cathys. Because if you're from Chicago, you have a million Aunt Cathys. For real. Dude, it's a thing. If you're Irish from Chicago, it's Ka- Ka- Kathy. Kathy. There's a million Kathys. It's like it, Kathy's it, coming over. Oh, Ka- which one? Kathy G, Kathy S, Kathy Q? <laughs> so many Kathys. It's like being Italian and having an Uncle Tony. Yeah, Every- you have to, yeah, everyone have to. has an Uncle Tony. Why isn't that a yeah. show where it's just six Kathys living in a house in Chicago? It's the Kathys. <laughs> Kath? Yeah, Kath. 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 Yeah. Can you come in here, Kath? <laughs> no, but I, I remember one of my aunts was like, uh, she was like, why don't you do Ellen? Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. But like, okay. listen, I'm not, I'm not dumping on her for saying no, that. It's just man. like, it is. I think people don't get that. It's like, it's such an achievement to get yeah. to a place to even get on a thing. That like, when someone says like, can't you just do that? And you're like, you don't. <laughs> like, do they think you're turning it down? Like, yeah, ah, I'm too good for Ellen. I texted Ellen yesterday. You know, I was like, <laughs> can I get on the show? And she said, for sure. We just have to put you up after like Zac Efron and yeah. Brad Pitt. And also, yeah. things are tight. Text All me in a couple weeks. D level celebrities. Yeah, you know, we got we got this one thing going on here. Here's an opening for you on on this day. You're like, oh, I got the about last night podcast to do on that yeah. day. Trap. So I can't 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 move it. Anyway, L dog, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> Speaking of talk shows, I mean, talk about like surreal. Not not only have you become pals with Jim Carrey, but like. To me, like seeing you, because I haven't seen you guys hang out, like, you know, doing the show or like any of the press stuff. So that was like my first glimpse of like seeing like rapport between us you together. Two. I mean, like, oh, they're homies. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And that was fucking mind blowing to me. It, it was cool. What, what, for people that don't know, that's you. On James I, Corden. I James Corden with him. Yeah. Do you, Al Magical, and Jim Carrey to promote the show? And then Griffin did stand up. Yeah. Which was yeah. even cooler. I'll tell you the funniest story about the whole thing was a backstage, people are like, you know, you bring family and friends backstage, and their green room is huge. It's amazing. Mm hmm. And it's like a huge bar, dude. It's is it the same be. setup for when because you came with me to Ferguson, remember? And it was like, and it's at the same studio upstairs. So it's bigger. So now they're upstairs. Now they're upstairs. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. more and hang it's, room, dude. It's more. Yeah. It's, it's a ton, and it's like this huge bar, and then people are taking pictures, and I, and someone sent me a picture of me with Jim but it was just like me and Jim on the couch because it, it was the two shot you yeah. know mm-hmm. and of course I, I posted it and then Al Madrigal you know my, my boy he immediately was like what's up with you cropping me out of that photo <laughs> and I was like dude I didn't crop yeah. you out Somebody, yeah. but then again it was just another comic giving a comic shit because it's like what we have to do yeah dude but but you know I was like let me bask in like a moment of a two shot with me and Jim Carrey Come on this on, right dude. No, I would he, at, at, at one point just you and Jim Carrey were on a television to, to yeah, millions cool. of homes it was so cool I I mean, That's pretty cool. But Jim, Jim is a guy that um, I think uh, I think 
is it's very hard to, to articulate. I guess I got to get it to it faster. He's just like he's he's very he's profound and he's pretty prolif- prolific and he's very big idea, right? So he's like you can tell he's always thinking. You can tell like there's not a lot of stillness to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like when you're alone with him. Um, and you really get to talk to him. It's pretty amazing because he has a lot to talk about and a lot to say. Like, in fact, like, he goes through these, like, waves. I don't know if you know, if you, or if you saw on Comedians in Cars, he, they showed his paintings. If you haven't seen that, hmm. of, have you seen when, when he was, I, I feel like yeah, I have, but I did. He uh, hopped over the gate, like over the gate to get into the car. He didn't yeah. go through. Yeah, the if, gate. You, if you watch, if, yeah. if, if viewers get a chance to watch Comedians in Cars with Seinfeld, watch the Jim Carrey one. He takes him to his studio where he paints. Dude, he's a brilliant painter. He's amazing, and like he really goes through these chunks of time. I think just like any comic, where you get like addicted to something. Yeah, you'd get you just get immersed in something. Yeah. as, be as a, a comic, you yeah. just get like so soaked into it. Yeah. And then he told me last time we were together that he was like, "I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go to the Middle East to study Sanskrit. I just want to go like study Sanskrit what? for a long yeah, time." Man. I and guess you know, when you have that much money and you can take that amount of time, it's like, "Oh no, I want to learn how to fly helicopters." Like, you, yeah. like you can take the time to do that. Well, also when you've done, yeah. when you've mastered, I mean, your craft. To, so you know, more or less, you yeah. know, what I'm saying like, you know, TV and living. I mean, TV, movies, stand up. You know, what I'm saying so like. And to get as big as you can possibly get, I feel like, in the movie world, then, like, what do, what do you... Now, now you're like, I want to go do... I feel like it's only natural to be like, what's on my list that I didn't do because I was so locked into my career, right? right I think yeah. you just want to keep learning and changing and growing. And then because you're so dominant in one thing, you're like, well, I'm, what, what's another thing that, like, not a lot of people get a privilege to do and it would be cool to do? And yeah. I think that's just a thing. Now, there's also a part of me that was like, it's Jim Carrey. He could have just been joking. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> no. Maybe. No, he was being... But yeah, yeah, was yeah, it yeah. tough to pick up his sensibility? Like, no, what was a know. joke? Or would he make it pretty clear? No, he's really clear about it. Yeah. He He... He He's gives intense. You, he gives you like those eyes, those energy eyes of like. Looks like a little kid when he when he gets yeah, when ready he gets to do it, like a, uh, a face or a, or a voice or something. Like we need to when we did cording together, we we're backstage having so much fun. Like he did this intro with this blow up doll. And yeah, it's hilarious. And then you guys passed it and around. Passed it around, and then but afterwards he was like joking still with the blow up doll, and the and the, they were trying to wrangle us. But it was like he he's still a comedian, no matter what. He'll never lose that like stand up comic. Awesome. And I can just joking that. with us over and over yeah. and over. And, the, and they're like, guys, we got to go backstage. We got to go backstage. We got to go backstage. <laughs> and he and he's still like making the arms move and joking about. It. He's like, leave it in there though. Clean it up. Are you going to clean it up? If you clean it up, don't use that. <laughs> it was just kind of like you can just see he's like. It has another bit. Has another yeah. bit. Has Do you think bit. he was like that back in the day at the store, like the way we are in the of parking course. lot and stuff? Dude, of yeah. course, of yeah. course. Because well, he's still a comic. Was, he wants to hang. Like, but we, I know we, if he was one of those guys that just showed up and like split. You know how some like comics just come do their sets and leave. Was me? Yeah, most, yeah. a lot of times. He me, wasn't yeah. like that though, huh? No, I mean, you could. I mean, I, I just feel like maybe he was. It depends on what level of his career he was at. But you could tell that he, when he was with comics, Al and I, uh, and and Griff, you could tell that he was just like. I'm back with a group of goofballs that and, thinks like a goofball, yeah, and so I saw he can say that, anything. Yeah, I saw him do that at the premiere too. We were it was yeah. at, it was at the after party at Cantor's, and you and Al Madrigal and Eric Griffin were just hanging out talking. I was kind of behind you because I'm not really in the club, but uh, the, <laughs> I let you in, Brad. <laughs> yes, you did. Thank you. I was and like, then, Is my buddy Brad's here. Yeah, and then and, and then Jim like came over to you guys because you see like, oh no, he's he's still a comic. Yeah, he he, he just wants to hang. He, he still I think he's like all of us you still um, I think Seinfeld told us in some interview and I can't remember what I don't want to misquote it but something to the effect of like you can you can feel the other comics in a room like when mm-hmm. you're at a party um, I think it was that Seinfeld. was in Comedians in Cars with Rock wasn't it yeah he just talked about like 
you can just it's like for the rest of your life you'll be attracted to another comic in the room you'll just know if you're at the busiest yeah. coolest party in the world and the most famous people are there the richest people are the people that you should be talking to you'll gravitate to another comedian because you're like hey man we're the same kind of weirdo it just it just happened it just is like a it's like this bug that we all have and i think that makes jim i mean i know it makes jim feel comfortable because when i'm around him it makes me feel more comfortable yeah. like he he doesn't act he doesn't act like other people are treating him. Do you know what I mean in that moment? Like yes. people were people are nervous. So and right, rightfully so. Sure. But there's like little girls holding clipboards in the back of James Corden, like, um, Jim. You know, I mean they're they're nervous that it's yeah. like I don't want to say the wrong thing. And right. I wanna... And they think he's like gonna throw something at them right. or like it, right. it's not gonna happen. They're just doing their job, but I think like he his ease is is very obvious around other comedians that he's like now I'm just a dude. I'm just a yeah. fun, goofy dude. I'm I'm just so happy to be one of the funniest people that have ever lived on this earth. Does he have any interest in being on the show, or does he talk about acting again? I mean, it, it, no, you know. you know, I think I think I think he had such a tough couple of years recently. Some stuff that yeah. we won't get into. I think right. his personal life was just a bummer, and he was going through a lot of a lot of crisis. So he didn't have any. He, that was never a discussion. Let's put it that way. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. without saying too, too much. Yep. But I just think he just wanted to contribute a lot of his brain to the project, which. You know, I think that's a that's enough for us. That well, a lot of the stories, yeah, it was he, it was it's his life, dude. It's yeah. crazy. And, and and has he told you guys stories that didn't necessarily make it to air, dude? Yeah, so many. I mean, yeah. when we sat the first time we had dinner together, we sat for hours, and he told so many good stories, and so many of them I just won't share, unfortunately, because sure. it's just not no, public. Also, yeah. even if you could, I almost wouldn't let you because yeah. I feel like that was that moment, this chapter yeah. of your life right now, and this whole experience. I feel like. Yeah, like the sh- the show is what you get to share with everybody. Sure, you know, and they get. But to like see a lot of that, those. yes. But a lot of that shit, man. Like keep that fucking upstairs, man. Dome. Yeah, I mean, you know, like for the you know, I'm sure or off like, mic, for, you know. For, yeah, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. When we close down, yeah. But I think, but I think the stories that like I can share that are the stuff that he did share publicly that he wants people to know, which is parts of the show, which I think people will notice. Each character on the show, on I'm dying up here, they embody something from his life so it's not mm-hmm. like one guy from the show is playing jim you know what i mean right like um uh clark duke and michael angarano who play ron and eddie on the show they live in a closet in the pilot they have to move into a closet yeah. into john daly's closet uh such a funny scene well dude that and jim literally lived in a man's closet in west hollywood and Holy and shit. the change was outside of his window eddie makes the joke oh yeah i live in uh it's his performance space where this uh, bum takes a shit between parked cars it's a pretty beautiful play <laughs> um and truthfully, it was actually a guy who used to jerk off, like behind another house. And and Jim in the morning sometimes would like see this guy jerking off, and he would like stare at Jim while he was changing. And Jim was just like, "Well, you know, let him have what he has." You know what I mean? But, I love how if he had put that in the show, there would be people going like, "That's no one, no one would believe that actually totally, happened." Totally, dude. Totally. I mean, there's yeah. so many stories that he did put in the show that you're like, "Wow, is that really?" I mean, I think listen, the show's going to face a lot of criticism from a lot of people, especially because it's on this high pedestal of like you know Melissa Leo's an Oscar winning actress and mm-hmm. can I Jim's name and also can I tell you why first of all Sunday nights 10pm I'm down up here showtime yep. and Brad and I will you know unbiasedly say maybe a little biased because it's our world but it's so fucking good yep. and I think that's another reason why it's going to face some criticism because I don't feel like you know I watch a decent amount of TV and I rarely see a show where I get sucked in right away with the characters the way it's shot 
obviously it being our world, but even for not man, stand up is at such a boom right now, and there's never been a show that at least like tries to tackle the world and shows you just like even a, a, a little time, bit, too. a little bit of yeah. like what the journey is like, and and it's so reminiscent of now. And so to me, I was like, oh, any criticism is what I'm watching the pilot. I was thinking is is going to um, be ten times because I'm like I can't find anything wrong with this right now, and so I feel like the fucking shithead critics that are like I need to get my I, I can't just say it's great, you know? Right. That's yeah. what, it's, I have what, to be a critic. I have, I have to, be to critic. find something shitty. In well, here. the stuff that and I talked to the magical this morning on the phone about it because I was like, man, it's it's just I don't read that stuff. That's not my shit. But then the, right. a lot of the people on the cast, you know, they pass the information back and forth. And he Griffin. Yeah, yeah, and you get on the you get on the stream. Dude. It's tough not to, by the yeah. way. There's so many hours in the day, and well, you're on your phone already. I, mean, I, I don't, I don't like to. I don't like to read them because I don't. I just, it's just, what's the difference? But I think what's what I found from them saying stuff to me. The truth is, a lot of critics say the same thing because they find this. They find it easy to be like, oh, we've seen this one before about comedy. We have Louie. We have Crashing. We have all this stuff, but. I think it's so fucking bland to be like, heard the one about the bad comic? Yeah, another show about comedians. It's like, dude, show me a show that happened in 19 fucking 73 at the beginnings of what the comedy right. is today. Also, show, another show? show? Where's show. the other show? Yeah. yeah. So I think like that kind of criticism. And, and then listen, they do a lot of story criticism apparently. Like we're not satisfying people story-wise and the show is slow and it's not funny enough is the one thing we hear all the time. Well, the show's not a fucking comedy, which it's annoys drama. it annoys me so much yeah. when someone's like, it's not that funny. It's like, <laughs> dude, it's not a comedy. Neither is but NYPD <laughs> Blue. <laughs> <laughs> but did, but didn't Breaking Jim Bad wasn't hilarious. No. But didn't Jim Carrey do it? You yeah. Know? yeah. Well, and that, but that's the, the the irony is there's a lot of funny, beautiful moments yeah. in the show, and I think the the comedy comes from the beauty instead of from forced. It's not. It's, sure. not, it's not a sitcom. We're not supposed to make it funny. Um, there is a lot of comedic relief, but I just think for all the critics out there who you know, you know who who did take shots. I mean, it's just like I guess that's their job or whatever. But um, I'm on. I, I, I want to read you one review uh, okay. on Rotten Tomatoes. It's it's a glowing review okay. uh, at. Put in Seattle 69. Who's the ginger? I want to face fuck him. <laughs> Dude, that's your mom. Is what? it? That's your mom. Let me just click on it. And yes, it is. That's your mom. Oh, she's very mom. supportive. That's so her way of saying great when, job. So, yeah. so when's she coming down? <laughs> I'm uh, looking I'm, I'm at a, Andrew. I'm when a, are you going down? I'm, yeah. going, I'm going up. I'm going up. I, I will say this, and because I've seen one of the things about a lot of shows that when they when they do stand up is the, the actual stand up isn't good yeah and it that was, and that's such a hard thing to do though too to right. be fair yeah and the stand-up in this show is good yeah it's fun and i, mean, I love that because it's like god like you watch punchline with tom hanks and sally field it's like yeah. don't, those aren't funny jokes that's no. yeah but that i mean i don't even kill. i don't know right. if they were so yeah yeah and, and it does make you wonder like god why would they not want to get that part right if right. they're going to show that world, well, here, well, here to me was a, the this is the case that I'll make for us, which at least because we will face a lot more criticism as the show goes on about stand up. You're a bit too in the pilot, real quick. Was so great and so you. It was so like, you know what I'm saying? Well, like I felt like I was listening to. They kind of let us go off, mm -hmm. so they'd want us to keep it in that world, and that touches on what I'm going to say. Is truthfully. People don't understand how hard it is to write comedy that's not from now. So a lot of these these critics and people that are like, this comedy is not it's not that good, and it's not what I you know what I thought it would be. It's like. Were you around in 1973? Because if you weren't, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. So right. the writers on our show, like Marty Weiss, who's been around the game for years, they were there when the fucking comedy was 1973. So the stand-up of that time was so hard to emulate. Writers took a lot of time to try to craft these jokes that they would be somewhat appropriate for today and still yeah. be funny but also ring true to the time yeah that's so, incredibly difficult oh my god oh my god dude tell any of these fucking people to try to write jokes for today on tv oh, you know yeah. like oh what god. pete holmes has to go through you know in his show 
um, you know, he also has to do stand up that was of the time when he was starting stand up, and then there's other right. stand ups that are on it. And he can't be too good when he's doing the right. stand up because he, he's also an open micer, so weird, he can't be killing. It's such a weird dart to throw because yeah. you're bound to miss a little. But I think like. In, on our show, we do the best job that we can of having material and characterization of the time that aren't going to Kevin Hart you. It's not going to be like, it's the funniest fucking shit. It's yeah. like, of course it's not. These are all pro, quote unquote, pro comics of the time, just like guys at our level that are yeah. working the clubs And they're every also night. up and coming at right. the time. Right, so it, it can't be... It, but uh, and I said I said this because uh, what's the name of the actress that plays the... Ari Graner. Ari Graner. Yeah. Ari Graner. Female lead, yeah. Yeah. I, I walked up to her uh, at, at the after party and I said, the moment in the pilot when you flip the switch on stage. Yeah. That is, to me, the most, like, if that doesn't work, if she's not funny after she flips that switch, the show doesn't work. Yeah. It yeah. Does, to, me that, to me, that was the most important part of that episode and she fucking nailed it. And that it. bit was yeah. great. It's a great I actually bit. I thought that bit was really, really yes. fun. Yeah, we have a lot of other bits on the show. Like, And you, we also did the thing where <laughs> we wanted to stay true to real life and the writers did and so I work on a bit the whole season. There's one bit that you'll see me do a bunch because I'm fucking that. working on the bit. Nice. So we're not hiding behind the fact that like Louie gets to do a beautiful new bit every week on yeah. his show, yeah. which is in which by the, I mean amazing. Like it's a fucking incredible stand-up show. Sure. And but that's not fuck Louie's brilliant to yeah. do that. But that's we not what wanted to show really this thing, yeah. which was like working out the groundwork. So you're gonna get a little tired and bored of it, and you'll see it get up and down. And I think that's kind of the beauty of this thing. Totally. You it's know? so different from the stand-up that people have access to, right? To- Dude. They're like, I want to go watch a quick YouTube clip or I want to watch a special that's that's big and, out. and Netflix and right. all that shit. And yeah, and, and, and now you're getting like the behind-the-scenes thing. Like, hey, if you love podcasts, then you, you, you should love this because which podcasts have kind of taken over the, you know... Um, I feel like one of the biggest now, like forums for people who want that extra thing of like what's going on in the comics brain. Totally. You know? So mm-hmm. there's never been a show about it. There's been a couple documentaries that kind of loosely touch on it, but it's just a lot of interviews. Not actually getting to see it. Yeah. Like how much more of a fly on the wall experience do you want? This is this is the one. And for people, you know, a lot of people are like, I read the book. It's nothing like the book. Yeah. And it's like, sure. <laughs> What right. else? What 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 does that have to do <laughs> yeah. with anything? It, and it says right in the beginning of the show, inspired by inspired the book. Inspired by a book. Yeah. But this is the thing about you that you have to remember is the more I think what you said, and I appreciate it, means a lot. It's like I think, um, I think the better a show is or has potential to be, the more it's going to get torn apart because. Yeah. Um, people are hard to just love things blatantly it's yeah. hard for someone to just be all in because I think when something seems to be kind of good they're like well, I don't want to give it too much credit Like, yeah, I, right. I, why like, is that what's the psyche behind that I don't know like I think um, fuck that's good why didn't I think of that or like I think, it, I think it might be the fact that like we 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 love when things are uh, we love it when it's near what we like but if it's exactly what we want it's almost like annoying you know like if it's exactly yeah. the thing that you wanted it to be it's almost like people get frustrated about that. Like, I think a good bad example is like, um, you know, like all the nonsense that surrounded like Ghostbusters. You know, yeah. people mm-hmm. and like, like it's like, wait, back up. Tell me what's wrong with it. Like, I, I just don't know why people got upset in the first place before that, they saw one frame. Yeah, but that's the whole thing, right? Yeah. Like, because it, it just sounds like a fun thing, and it's different, and and it's reinventing something. And I just think we're quick in a public space to just go. 
well, I don't know. I, well, I don't. I don't know. It's just. It's almost like it's what you wanted. It's almost like you got the plate of food that you asked for, but you're like, I don't know about steak anymore. It's like yeah. Hey, yeah. you asked for steak. Yeah. I thought you liked steak. <laughs> I don't know pork chops, and they get pork chops, and he was like, dude, I can't eat pork. It's like, all right. <laughs> did, you want? Did, did you um? You told me, which I thought was like super interesting, like during the filming, or maybe it was just after, and and you were kind of taking a little break, maybe a few weeks off from stand up, right? Or just you know, yeah, you're doing. I, t- the- I took a couple weeks off. Yeah, and uh, which rightfully so because your your um, nights were late shooting, right? And then Dude. also, what I found incredibly interesting, where you were like, man, it's like the show's dark, and like my characters. Like dark and like yeah. I'm like genuinely affected and I can't fucking go hit the stage and just flip it back on and I'm like well a that sounds like you're locked in which is dope and b that's fucking like that's we, some Heath Ledger shit man where you're just like I- I'm so like it, it's gonna take a few hours to decompress yeah it drags yeah. it drug me through the mud <laughs> people will watch and be like this guy's a sad piece of shit I get beat up a lot a lot a lot until episode six. Um, like at that arc of the season, I kind of get a little bit. You get to see more light and like, oh, there's light at the end of the tunnel for this guy. Like, cool. he, yeah. he, you know, but but you're but you're but you're great at being like that, like a little jaded but likable. You know what I'm saying? Because you're well, you. Ha- I mean, I think it embodies how everyone kind of feels at that level. And whether or not you're a comedian, I think you can relate to the fact that it's like, dude, sometimes life just kicks you in the fucking face yeah. over and over and over, and you're like, does this get better? <laughs> and if you can't laugh about it, I think yeah. it's that's when it gets. That's that's when it gets black you know yeah. what i mean right now it's dark like there's it's dark but you know there's a little bit of like sun there's a little yeah, bit of yeah. mo- moonlight reflection yeah, where you you're still like see some shit. i, I can yeah, see yeah. my feet yeah but if you can't joke about it then it gets scary then it gets un- uncomfortable and my character just gets beat up but you kind of still want to root for him because you're like dude i bet you got it in you you just gotta like yeah. not get in your own way and your and your character is sort of a uh it's sort of a comedy purist like he, yeah, he's kind of like a, he's kind of like a, um, loosely based on Bill Hicks, right? Very, I would say, I would say derivative or in in paying homage to Bill Hicks because Bill was just very opinionated and very hard headed and and had a very stubborn attitude towards the stand up world, which I think are the comparisons that I have. I have a very like sardonic view on the world, and I think, yeah, he thinks he's very funny and he doesn't, and he is. Co- kind of funny yeah. and he deserves more than he's getting and in he, his brain and he hates the success that other comics get yeah and he hates the commercialism of, of comedy right. like it's almost yeah it is it's a comedy purist and by the way the comedy nerds will fucking hate me for sure you know what I mean like <laughs> I'm playing them so they'll fucking hate my guts it's like, like I can't yeah. wait to read the blogs with some fucking jack off in his mom's basement it's yeah. like fuck Andrew Santino and the way he portrayed a stubborn comedian <laughs> funny <laughs> funny you say that that exact quote is here again on Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> at Seattle 69 says this piece of shit I can't stand him uh, I hope episode 2 is better P.S. I still want to face fuck him Dude, so that's you know, I don't know emotion. Wait, you're gonna it, get both sides was it put in 6-9 put in Seattle 69 yeah well the first one was put in 6-9 Seattle I think so one of them she might have mom. signed up for another account she's she not tech accounts. savvy yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she signed up for another account but just switched every time, to it every time she wants to post she <laughs> ends up signing would a you new like account. to sign in no I'd like to make a new account no, mom I know it's you but the 69 didn't throw you off cause you put your name and where you're from <laughs> By the way, I love your mom so much. The, the greatest. Put, the put. The put. But anyway, uh, yeah, I think I'll just, I think like the one thing I've become comfortable with with this show is that uh, I'm going to face a, a tyrannical amount of, of criticism uh, and we will. Yeah, but when have you I, not, when have, dude, this is, uh, you've already been on a show and been yeah. through it, right? So, dude, yeah, I was on a show that got fucking, tr- really, actually one of the guys from like, uh, 
Uproxx or one of those guys like mm-hmm. he <laughs> and I think he still wrote like a really bad review on our show but like we met him at like one of these press parties and he was like uh, he's like well you really redeemed yourself from mixology oh my oh, god and, like you know Shut as, the just fuck to say up. you know as if to just to say like how much and he wrote in the article like Andrew Santino's actually got back in my good graces which is so, which is so funny is this like he, they hated that show so much. A lot of the critics hated the show so much, yeah. which is fine, dude. It's a sitcom. You know what I mean? What, like, what, what do you want me to do? Uh, but I just think it's so funny that they hold you to a, a standard as if, yeah. like, uh, dude, I'm just a man who reads words that some other person wrote. <laughs> yeah, you know I'm not. You know I'm not fucking it's like changing science. No, it's like they took it personal. Like, no, Andrew. Like, like w- would he do that if he sat down with Sylvester Stallone and being like, oh, it looks like after stopping my mom will shoot, you yeah. finally redeemed yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which, by the way, I love that movie. Yeah, no, I love shit. that movie. <laughs> uh, did, what did you... Uh, e. Griff was telling us some Melissa Leo just sound bites and stories. I mean, like, I, that to me, to get to be on a show, look, uh, you know, it got to uh, the Heat, Sandra Bullock, won an Oscar. But yeah. not a... Fu- I wasn't doing a drama with her. You know what I'm saying? So, like, Melissa Leo won for a drama, and you're doing it, like... So what is that? Are you how are you watching her process? What are you asking her for? I think I th- would, I know the Griff I'm, I know the Griff story that Griff told you, so I mm-hmm. won't go down that line just because I know how Griff articulates. Yeah, it. but he told her like fucking you know blacker and like juicier and all you know. <laughs> I feel like I'm just as black as Griff. Is. Okay, well, okay. touche. And Griffin knows. Griff knows <laughs> Has that we're both seen a mirror. He's not black. I'm he's, not black. He's black for a ginger. I'm black for a ginger. I'm blinger. He's, he's blinger. That's gonna be I'm the blinger. Name. blinger. Welcome <laughs> to <laughs> Welcome to Blinger's Pool Party Podcast. That's gonna be the, na- the name of your next special. Black for a ginger. Black for a ginger. I like that. Um, no, uh, actually, I pitched orange as the new black, but Showtime shut that down real hard. No, uh, but I think with Melissa, like, yeah, dude, uh, like unequivocally, like, and I'm not, I'm not an, I'm not. Uh, this is probably gonna not cool to say, but I'm like, I'm not an actor's actor, right? Yep. So like, I don't know a lot of actors, right? Mm-hmm. But I know I knew Melissa. But like, I can appreciate her from my own from my own world as a comedian, who's like an admirable people that are great at their craft, right? Yeah, just people that are really skilled, amazing. Like, there's yeah. a lot of actors that I don't know. That people are like, how do you not know who that is? And I'm like, dude, I'm not good at that. I'm not really good at that. Like knowing sure. the ins and outs of like people who did a play in New York for four months, and he's like the biggest name. Yeah, there. but someone like her who I did know and I was a fan of, it was really you know. Uh, it was a little intimidating, right? And then mm-hmm. when we started to work together, you could feel right away that like nothing about someone that's very good's process is intimidating when you when you actually get to work with them live. The idea beforehand may be, but yeah. then when you actually get to do it, you're like, oh, they're just so good. All I've got to do is fucking turn it the fuck up and be as good as I can, and they yeah. can do the rest because she's carries. I mean, she carries a lot of weight. So yeah. And she you, and, and you can feel it, and she's gonna make the other actors better around her. Totally, dude. It's like it's like getting to getting to do just like layup drills with Jordan. You're like, I can touch the backboard. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah, I never thought that. I'm sure the. <laughs> <laughs> you I can, can see the backboard. You could put me with anybody. I wouldn't be like, I can dunk. You guys like, got one of those mascot trampolines? <laughs> by the way, by the way, Brad, if you could dunk, oh my god! Yeah. I mean, world changer. I know, man. I mean, I, that's it. I think like that's going to be one of the upsides of like uh, the climate change debacle. Like it's going to be like dwarves can dunk all of a sudden. Can dunk. We're going to be like, what happened to gravity, dude? Fucking global warming, man. Global warming. I mean, Who you know cares what? About In that case, I'm gonna, uh, yeah, I'm going to drive a fucking semi truck. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. That's Let's the official. That's the official press release. They're like, listen, polar bears are dying, but uh, apparently dwarves can dunk now. I think so. the world would be okay with it. I think even the most staunch liberal would be like, eh, dwarves can dunk. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like you know what? You guys fuck electric cars. <laughs> Diesel. 
Elon Musk, go fuck yourself. That's what we're trying to say. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Yo, uh, quick side note, and then we'll get back to that. Um, but that, first of all, that's bonkers to even be in the same, like, scenes One-on-one -on -one scenes with her were crazy, I will say. And I'm sure when people do see the one-on-one -on -one scenes, they'll just be like, the redheaded guy's, he's not bad. He's kind of keeping up. You, you, know and her, I mean? like, you and her had some no, juicy you, shit throughout we had the some, season, We right? had some fucking, some super, you, super moments where it was like, I have to get real emotional with her, and it, yeah. it, 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 it dude, it was, it was. These must have been some of these days you were referring to when I was like, yep. "How you doing?" Yeah, there's a like, chunk of the season that I won't talk about, but there's a chunk of the season where I go through a fucking real tough time, and I think, uh, awesome. yeah, dude, I did take it home. I, I definitely, well, definitely, how could you it's not? Hard you have to, to be in that mind space. You so have hard. to be present in that moment. You can't just flip the switch and then and, not be that. And here's something I don't think I don't know if I've heard people talk about a lot, but it's something that like you really feel is uh, if you're a loser on a TV show, if you play mm -hmm. a loser or if you play someone who's losing that episode, people treat you like a loser. There's something very interesting about the yeah. world of acting where you become your character in that moment, right? And I'm not saying you can't step away from it. You know, when you're having a cigarette or having lunch with these people, they're still people. But there is a vibe that is created around you, especially if the episode is written in that format, right? So if four episodes in a row, I'm getting fucking beaten up, and I was, you feel that presence and Oof. and it's and it's hard to describe. It's not like if my, you're good, you do. If so, well, it's not your castmates. Your castmates aren't going like, "What's up, fucking dork?" Like yeah, you don't yeah. get. You're not getting pushed around by them, but. There's an innate vibe because they're in their moment, so they're trying to live the truth of whatever they're saying. You know, like Ari Graner, when her mm -hmm. and I are getting into fights on camera and we're a couple and we're in this emotional fucking tug and pull, she feels that way about me because I'm still Bill. Yeah. So when camera's cut, she's not like, you want to go grab lunch? Like, it's like, it's, it's just more yeah. of like a take your own go your own way a little bit right and, and so that that's something that i i really learned heavily on this show, show more than anything because i've only mm -hmm. done comedy until now well and and i know I, I told you this at the premiere party but you're a fucking good dramatic actor Thanks, and man. i yeah. like i know people shouldn't be surprised when comedians are good at uh being dramatic actors because that's what we do on stage so we're playing multiple characters and we're right. playing and we're and, and we're playing dramatic roles but yeah there uh some of the scenes in the pilot i was like Fuck me, Anderson Tino. No, well, thank you. Well, well I would done. love to fuck you, Brad. And you know okay. that. I've been trying to fuck you for so long. That's been so annoying. He says that stuff to tease me because he you knows think I he's here for the podcast to, to plug the show in the special. By the way, that's what that's what dwarf dunking really is. Is me and you. <laughs> It's the new tea bag. <laughs> yeah. It's just a sex move you do down in Mexico. It's a good try. You know, works out. <laughs> no, and and it, did that did that surprise you when you're like, oh shit, I can do this? I had one director tell me when we did shoot, like why I had one emotional scene when I did Mixology, mm -hmm. and uh, one director did. He said, uh, "You know, if you uh, if you worked on it, you know, you 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 could actually be a really good dramatic actor." And I was like, "Oh, fuck you," because I thought he was I thought he was shitting on me a little bit, yeah, as a joke, yeah. And uh, he was like, "No, I'm, I'm being serious." And then um, later in the day, when the scene was wrapped, the scene was wrapped. He said the same thing again, as if to like plug it in my head. He was like, "I'm being serious. You should you should you should really think about it." So I was like, oh, dude, I don't know. I don't, that's not some, a world that I want to go out for. I just want to be a comedian, and I want to do com comedic stuff on camera all the time because yeah. I want people to come to my shows and be like, that's that funny guy from the funny thing, you yeah. know? Mm -hmm. Which is hard now because now I'm like, <laughs> the, thank God for my stand-up special yes. on Showtime because it's like, 
I don't want someone to, I don't I think it's hard for people to watch I'm dying up here and then be like got to get I got to see this guy do stand up cuz <laughs> cuz it's about not that. necessarily right. a funny transfer it's more yeah. of like a painful road that you watch sure. these and people like going. wow is that the material he's going to do is yeah. that, is that how he's going to act I don't really is, like all that, that abortion stuff that uh, meet and greet stuff after the show is going to suck yeah, it's going to suck is he going to wear those clothes <laughs> <laughs> probably not man different time period right dude you you inevitably become the character that they think you are i mean isn't that that's just like a facet of the acting world is like people just think you're that thing whether you like it or not and so you just hope that whatever you play on tv is somewhat transferable into the real world of like yeah he's not that bad of a guy like yeah. if you know your to, character's fun so it's like you dude, know yeah. yeah if you have to play a, a, a really evil person all the time i imagine that's difficult for those actors to play like always the bad oh, guy yeah dude because someone in public has got to be like you're a dick dude yeah. yeah it's like i'm with my kids dude somebody might yeah, yeah somebody very easily <laughs> might that's see dick. On, the, <laughs> on the street four uh episodes in and be like cheer up bill yeah and you're like <laughs> Dude, I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. And then you say that, and then they're like, "Dude, he's really bad. Yeah, he yeah, must be worse." Yeah, yeah, he got he told very you. aggressive. He got very aggressive. He I'm must com- have got denied a dwarf dunk. <laughs> I'm coming out of like a smart and final or something. They're like, "Dude, what happened to Bill? <laughs> <laughs> you good, Bill? Uh, I'm buying meat for this cool podcast <laughs> pool party that I'm doing." And your and, and your special, which is uh, called a uh, hometown advantage, home field advantage, home field advantage, yeah, and, uh, air, uh, aired on Showtime. But you can get it on the app, and yeah, it's still it, it, they still put it up there for a while, which is kind of great. Yeah, that's, that's Showtime. By the way, replays the special. shit. Thanks, man. Yeah. yeah, congratulations, yeah. man. Big fucking deal. I was so happy to get it done with, dude. I was. It's such an anxiety-inducing process, but uh, but I'm I'm happy. That's I, how many I, years I, in the making. Um. You know what's so funny is like I really didn't want to for the for the big chunk of my career I didn't want to do, you know I've been doing stand-up for ten years or so I would say because it's so hard to count your years because you're like at the beginning you're just fist fighting to do anything right yes. you do like and like also one trying open to like a month or yeah something and you're trying like to pay yeah. rent yeah so it's like are you stand up you're like when I can be because it's yeah. so hard yeah. But of the 10 years of my life, you know, like I, I think for the first five years of the, of the stand-up career, I didn't want to even try to do an album or any of that stuff because I was so scared. Like I was just like, dude, I don't want to put any of that stuff out there. I don't, I, I don't know. Good for you to have that awareness. Well, I, 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 think it was, I think it was actually, you know, like ignorance is bliss kind of type thing because I just was like, I don't want to do that. I wasn't confident enough. Yeah. Even if I, you know, a lot of guys were confident early on. One year in, they're like, got, I got two CDs. And you're like... <laughs> What? Yeah, I, ta- I remember taping, those guys. Give him a DVD special with the Haha on Sunday night, like, 6 p.m. You gonna be there? You started six months ago, Mike. Yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah. people are saying I'm progressing. I Jackson, got, Jackson I got four only, hours. Jackson only charged me 100 bucks for the DVD. <laughs> <laughs> He's selling it back <laughs> to him. <laughs> No, I, I think uh, so. Inside baseball, I, I think that's I, so true. I know. I think I took a while. I think I took a while to want to get there, and I actually had a. I actually like did a, a headlining week week at the, or headlining day at the Improv, which we've all gone through here locally. You do you know a headline day at the Hollywood Improv? Yeah, the Hollywood yeah. Improv, and I did a headline day, and I had like uh, Showtime and uh, Netflix and HBO. A bunch of guys came out to see me. And um, the conversation kind of just led to one thing or another. The Showtime thing was just completely coincidental that it all it all kind of happened. Oh, really? Simultaneously. That was before the show. It was it was just after the pilot was cast. Wow. Yeah, because so see... Showtime took the gamble of like, well, a this pilot could not get picked, might not get right. picked up, and it might not be a thing we want to do. But um, it just kind of everything was kind of kismet. It worked out perfectly, and they were excited to work with me. And uh, Netflix was like, "You're not funny," and I think that <laughs> no, no, I just Netflix I th- is like, "You're I, not Jerry Seinfeld." Who they were like, releasing uh, a special next they're week. They're like, "We're doing yeah. famous people, and yeah, yeah, you're yeah, yeah. a loser." Yeah. Uh, but thanks for the um, appetizers and beers. We so, give forty mil to comics yeah. who aren't having moms comment on their Rotten Tomatoes page <laughs> that they want to face fuck them. But we'll give you forty dollars yeah. if you get out of our face. <laughs> we'll give you two months free. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just two and months. I tried to put in that code, and it didn't work. Netflix. 
No, uh, so it just kind of was kismet. It just kind of worked at the same time that the Showtime thing was coming out, and and uh, and then of course then when we all when 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 I did mine, I shot mine a year ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was that's also the anxiety because they were like we're gonna hold it we're gonna hold it we're gonna hold it till the show comes out yeah how is that because it you sucked, I've seen I mean the material you have now that's not your the special is phenomenal let's just say that Thanks. I told you that yeah, watch um, it. the you shot it hometown Chicago at the Vic Theater yeah man you have the artwork done by who Dave Clock who does all of the posters for Meltdown here Meltdown Comics for the Nerd Melt dude it's unbelievable mm-hmm. to, to, uh, people will see when they watch it but tell people what it is well we're gonna put it on shirts too because I want to be able to give it yeah to people. God yeah you. God dude well uh, Dave Clock I essentially told him who's a brilliant artist uh, here in LA who does all these meltdown posters for, for Nerdist and all that stuff um, he's brilliant at drawing these animal characters and I, and I was always like dude I really want to incorporate the city of Chicago sports teams because growing up I'm a sports fan it's called Home Field Advantage yeah. sure. and I said I really want and I, all, this is all I said no shit I said I gave him an image of what a bear uh, this bear I found online and I go I want a, la- a boy in a, a, a bear in a lazy boy chair eating deep dish pizza drinking an old style beer uh, and his cubby bear son next to him with a Blackhawks headdress, the Chicago flag on their wall, and he's wearing Jordans for the Bulls and White Sox for the White Sox. And I swear to God on my life, a day later, Dave was like, what do you think? And I was like, this is fucking unreal. He's like, yeah, I just have to touch it up and curve out some stuff and do some coloring changes. Also, do you want a, a West Hollywood bear or like an actual <laughs> grizzly bear? Yeah. He initially drew just this big burly guy <laughs> um, kissing me on the nape of my neck. It was Mervis, Ryan Mervis. Which I framed at the yeah, house. Yeah. I have that one too. Yeah, but he sure. turned around that drawing in like literally a That's day, a day and a half. That's insane talent. Well, dude, he's yeah. such a fucking great artist. And I was literally like, dude, thank you so much. I know this is a lot of pressure. And he's so like, like nonchalant. He's like, yeah, man, cool. Have fun with it. And so I Jeez. asked Showtime if we could put that up in the background. And at first they were like, how do you want to do it? Like, what is it going to look like? Like, right. what scale do you want this on? When you watch the special, it's like so overwhelming, but I'm happy about it. We put it, we printed it on this beautiful canvas yeah, and it's, it's like dope. 25 feet tall by 25 feet wide. And I have it at my house, which I don't know what I'm going to do with this fucking 30 foot banner. Garage but, door. Yeah. Yeah. How is, how is that though? Like you were saying, and Brad can attest to this too, like having the special come out when it does months after you shot it and then you have all this other material or even maybe tighten up the, some of the material that's on the special and you're like ah fuck well I can't go back and do reshoots can I I think I had a lot of advice from other, from, from comedians, comedians above me that said some really cool shit that I had said they were like how do you, how do you like the special now that it's going to come out this is months ago and I was like you know I don't know some of the stuff is evergreen there's some stuff that's a little bit more timely and I'm a little bit bummed and they were like you're going to be bummed no matter what dude you're not going to you, it's impo- if a comedian says like I'm in love with my special it's the best they're fucking kill them because they're, they're a yeah. weirdo and they, they don't have any clue about what's going on like right. you should always want to do new shit and improve your work you should be happy with what you've done to a degree as much as you can yeah. be because mm-hmm. you were in that but you were in that moment at that, that was time. the time and that was yeah. you then that right? was it yeah. yeah that was it you might have said some things you regret and might have said some things you don't agree with anymore and that's fu- that's life but um, I think the advice that I got from older guys was really cool about you know just kind of letting it go and letting it be and I, I did now that I'm like you know what that's right fuck it I'll move on and um, I can I will brag a little bit and yes. say that the coolest thing that happened to me was Burr tweeted at me and Burr tweeted the night at premiere and said saw Tantino special he fucking killed it go Whoa. watch yeah it yeah. was great dude Shut and up. that's not a guy that you asked to do that like, I didn't, you, I've, you, I've, yeah. I've, like how dare how dare I even think of it yeah. oh right. man that's crazy no so yeah and he did that and I obviously reached out to him and thanked him very graciously and dude, told him I, and, how much that meant to me and of course he was like the coolest thing he said back was he goes, yeah, man. It's um, he goes. I just want to say congratulations and uh, do yourself a favor and go write a new hour. And I was like, that's great advice. You know what I mean? For him, it was just like you did it. It's awesome. Don't don't give a shit about anything negative. Don't don't suck into all the positive. Just let that right. sit. Enjoy that moment. And now go write a fucking new hour and keep this train 
of creativity moving, you know? Do you yeah. get hyped up from it when you see it and just the, the energy and all the support and, and outreach? Does it make you go, fuck, now I want to get another one? Or well, I, I just thought, wanna... I, I thought about um, tweeting or texting this morning or doing something on Instagram, or and I haven't done anything today because this weekend was so big for me for the show and the special, and I thought about writing something genuine and being like, I really want to thank the comedy community uh, for all the support because I did get an overwhelming amount of support, which kind of like really touched my heart that it, like a lot of people did a lot of things like people that aren't really like close to me that retweeted or tweeted oh, about it. So many people it. were posting. Yeah. My Instagram yeah. was flooded with people I'm sure there's a lot of pictures. other comics that are like, fuck Santina. If I see another fucking thing, <laughs> listen, look, at Neil, look at Neil's nodding. Yeah, listen, dude. Uh, my that was in, one tweet from me. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to bring it up. No, I think I think that I'm think that that's nat- that's a natural thing of comedians to be like, oh, if I hear another thing about this fucking guy doing this fucking thing. But when you're on the other side of that and you feel that support for the first time, because oh. I've never put out a special, dude. It it, it feels uh, and to be validated by your peers. Awesome. Yeah, it's cool, man. It's very it's very very cool. Jeff, people, oh, go ahead. I actually, my first initial reaction was someone said, someone tweeted, they were like, someone texted me, was like, Santino, dude, you're getting a this is a great, you're getting a lot of lot of like a lot of support and a lot of good response from people around you. Yeah, and I was like, they must all know that it's bad. <laughs> That's like the only way a comic would be like. <laughs> sure, they're probably like, this is gonna suck. Hey, everyone so watch it. it. Yeah. Everyone watch this, so everyone can be like, well, that's yeah. not a good comic. They, they must know it's dog shit. So they're like, no, 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 watch this, and then go watch a better one when mine's out. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have teachers or, or friends or from college or high school or? Oh my god, reach out. I think my Facebook has a bunch of different. I'm bad at Facebook because I don't really do it anymore because I have like just a fan page, so I don't yep. see other people's shit. Mm-hmm. So for me, like. Whenever I go on Facebook, it's like sad to just see my shit. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's yeah. that's when Facebook gets sad when it's like these are all my posts. Yeah, <laughs> I get, you know what I mean. At least with Instagram and Twitter, you get other yeah. people's worlds. Yeah. But right. with Facebook pages, sucks because you're like I don't see anybody else's shit, so I don't go on that much. But I get a bunch of like people from high school that are really supportive that were at the at the taping, dude. Oh, I had dope. so many people that That'd I went to high great. school with or that are from home, that are from the Chicagoland area that were like, we were there. I was there with my wife, dude. So much fun to see it again. And, and you love that. Because I'm, dude, it's so great to fucking for people to re, you know, but but to, to have to re meet me again or whatever you want to call. But you, that. you didn't mind at all having like that many family and friends there to watch. Oh, it. dude, I fucking or you wanted it. I, I I loved it. I want. I I just well, I mean, you know how it is when you're on the road and stuff like that, and you're like. Can you make sure they all come to one show so it's not every show? I've got like people from. It's like these are your cousins' friends, and yeah, these are right. like well, I like to do all it the Cathy's at, at one taping. You don't want that. <laughs> I like to just say like you guys can all come to the Saturday early show or the late show. You guys have to all pick one show because I don't like the scattering of having. Yeah, because then everyone I gotta go needs say a hi. moment I gotta go after say every hi. show. I gotta go say hi. Yeah. Right, um, but for them, I was like, everyone come to the first show, and uh, you don't have to stay for the second show. I don't, uh, you know, don't, don't expect you to, but like. I really just want everyone if they could make it to one show together it would be dope, and mm-hmm. that was cool. And you know, when you when people see the special, you know, my grandmother brings me out on stage. <laughs> so great! And Brandon Dermer cru- uh, crushed uh, yeah, it. Yeah, Dermer directed shot it. it. Yeah. Also, watch his show this summer on Vice called uh, "What Would Diplo Do." That's going to be so yeah, fucking dude. cool, dude. Yeah. Directed the whole thing with James Vanderbeek. JG, yeah, James Vanderbeek. Him to see him and Diplo and James Vanderbeek become like good buddies and go to Vegas Isn't that is so funny to me. Dude, night it's so dream. funny. Yeah. But he's such like a humble, cool dude, Dermer. So it's just I love this like, cameo at the end of the special. Oh, it was perfect. Well. <laughs> <laughs> of course, uh, I was like, we, when we were taping those on the front end and the back end, I do like a little baby intro. Um, they were like, we got to put in this, we got to put in this footage of the outtakes. And so we did. And then Dermer was going to cut himself out of the ending. And I was yeah. like, dude, we got to leave that. Come thing. on, man. He was, was like, oh, we don't really need that piece. You know, like we can kind of shorten down the front of the back or whatever. And uh, the editor, uh, this girl, Brenda Carlson, who's over at Comic Dimension, was like, I mean, it's funny. And I was like, all right, leave it. 
She was hard. I tell you who's harder, the hardest person to impress uh, out of all the comics opinions that I don't give a shit about. Uh, you know, comics I can hate on it. I'm, I was more worried about uh, the editor Brenda. I was like, God, oh. does Brenda like it? Because she sees she sees every frame, every special, twenty times. Dude, and she's and I and I watch her listening to it over and over again. Yeah. And it's like, and then I was and and then I went watching her do that. I'm oh. like, you must hate stand up <laughs> oh, comedy. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And she was just like, no, it's not that bad. She's like the most chill. Cool. That's what you want to do that, dude. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want somebody was, that loves it too much or hates. Well, what I said, what I said to her, I go, you've seen so many specials, you must know everyone's fucking stupid jokes and quips and like their little mannerisms. She goes, yeah, but I can only recite them like this. (laughs) (laughs) And she goes, uh, she goes, yeah. And I go, so like my special, I know you, she's done like Louis, all this stuff, Gaffigan. Mm -hmm. And I was like, just tell me that it's, how does it hang? Just tell me that it's fine. You know, like I just want, I didn't want her to be like, I didn't want to fake it. Isn't it funny how much that opinion matters? Well, I didn't want her to fake it and be like, it's great. You know, I I was like, just tell me truthfully, like, is it fine? And she goes, it's good. It's, um, it's better than um, a lot of the specials that I see. And I was like, that's good enough. That, I'll, ta- I'll take that. Yeah, cool. yeah. Take that. And I, and I think that could have even been her being like, be nice to this guy. I hate his right. comedy. Be nice to him. <laughs> yeah. But she was what cool. What if she was like, but I hate your voice. So <laughs> I'm trying to figure out a way to take that out and put in another one. <laughs> and were, she, were you she's like, get out of my office and then spits on <laughs> yeah. my face. Uh, were you involved in the editing? No, dude. I kind of left that to, I mean, okay. you know, I kind of, the way we did it was just kind of like, um, they, they were like, can we put out a, a first cut and then see what you think of it and I was like totally yeah. dude yeah let's see it and she did a great job and then I had a few different pieces that we tweaked afterwards but for the most part gotcha. for the most part I, I just was like use this show and and you know if there's anything we need to take out I had to take out some stuff uh, that I talked about on Rogan for Showtime Legal uh, but I mean other than that it was kind of like they were so cool they didn't they didn't mind anything that I said or did and they were just like yep it's good we'll put it out we'll pump it out so um, that's great are you I know you're gonna go on the road now for a little bit but yeah, I want to talk about some previous road experiences which was your <laughs> trip over the holidays mm-hmm. to, to Hong Kong no Japan Japan, Japan. I yes. went to Japanese dude fuck in fact just oh, Brad even, went to Hong Kong Brad went to yes. Hong Kong yeah I was, Kong. I was in Japanese as I called it on the internet <laughs> and uh, you're, you're and I know I told you this when we played golf the other day you're Instagram story oh, was yeah. so funny, unbelievable. Thank just you, every that was every, every post. You it, it was just a, hate, a haters are gonna say you can't. <laughs> haters will say you whatever can't, the hell. Haters will say that you can't swim in the water in Japanese. And I would jump in the water and be like, "Fucking haters, dude!" <laughs> it was like it made me go, "Oh, this is why Instagram is great. Yeah. This, is, this, this is what you do with Instagram stories. Yeah. You don't fucking go got a new protein powder today on the beach in Cabo. <laughs> I, oh, say what up, ladies? I think it all started because somebody texted me and was like, "What are you doing in Japan, you fucking loser?" Like someone, some a friend was like, "What the yeah. fuck? You didn't tell me you were going to Japan." And I think I was like, "Why are you hating, brah?" Like just as a bit. And then I kept texting that, and then I became like. I was like, I want to do this fake thing where I'm getting a lot of hate for being <laughs> in, Japan. in Japan. Like, which obviously nobody would hate me <laughs> for being in Japan. Thing for yeah. Me. yeah, yeah. So then I made up this whole Instagram story where I'm just going around like to all very iconic parts of. But I called it Japanese. I'm like, dude, haters won't understand in Japanese. <laughs> in Japanese, <laughs> you're allowed to do this. Yeah, dude, that was my that J- Japan was like life changing for me. I know that sounds so corny, but it was unbelievable. I had never been to Asia. And yeah. never been. You hadn't been on a plane before. Never been on like, a plane. Yeah. <laughs> oh, had, we took, well, we took a boat. We took a boat. Yeah, okay. Oh, seems uh, too expensive, but. Well, you know, we rode it. So I think we got there just in time. Took okay. about 17 months. Uh, <laughs> after probably, I shot the pilot of I'm Dying yeah, Up Here. 22 months ago. I took off in the boat. I probably would. Now we landed in Japanese and then we went around Tokyo. Tokyo was the illest. And we took a train down to Kyoto and then flew to a little island called Ishigake, which is in the uh, Okinawa, Okinawa, <laughs> Okinawa <laughs> Islands. And it's parallel to Taiwan. So the water's like, it looks like the Caribbean. 
It's a, yeah. cra- it's a cra- you're like I'm in Japan I'm in Japan and it's a trip because you're like this feels like some crazy like like Indonesian island or something it f- feels feels like you're way more south than you are and I was surprised when you told me you're like I was like hey so do you have some shows down there or whatever you're like no I just fucking went to Japan I just took a vacation to Japan, like a normal dude. person yeah well that's you- with comics you're like yeah you know any anytime a comic says dude I'm going to Ireland they're like what show is there who books it and you're yeah. like I just want to go see Dublin and they're like I'm also a person remember that isn't there a show in Dublin though <laughs> I feel like let you're me like, get on the internet isn't there like Tommy Tommy Momanigan the Mahoney's Mahoney's they book that pub are you gonna go to a pub <laughs> yeah. yeah man I'm flying all the way out there going to do a pub to do a pub uh, 17 people are gonna be there did uh, you want to do a show though when you're out there because Brad doing stand up in China was well dude a bunch of guys yeah. like Eric Andre and um, Sandy and a bunch of guys were in Japan at the same time oh really what like almost a year ago now yeah and you know Sandy was like dude you should do shows like a bunch of guys did shows a bunch of people did shows but like I had zero interest in comedy I just wanted to take some some time to just like how important is that feel Japan yeah, yeah. because I think it would have taken away from like knowing Japan because you know how it is sometimes when you're on the road and you're like you kind of just lose sight of you're the fact that you're in a cool new place that you're just like well I'm in a hotel I'm gonna jerk off and I'm gonna get high and then I'm gonna go to the show and then I'm gonna go home I'm gonna jerk off and get high and <laughs> go back to the go show because I'm show. high I forgot yeah. I already did it did yeah. I do this set already <laughs> But like I think you know, I just wanted to feel Japan, and getting to feel Japan was just like one of those things where I was like, well, it was it was remarkable, man. It's also for people that are listening, um, I highly recommend it. It's the most expensive place I've ever been to. Is in it? my life, dude? Tokyo is insane expensive. Wow. Hotels are such a fucking ripoff. The food is so expensive, but you're like you're there, so you're like whatever. So you're just doing it, <laughs> yeah. and you're spending money so gleefully. And here's the other thing: whenever the exchange is so big, you know when it's a mm-hmm. huge difference. You kind of get lost sometimes because yeah. it's 100, 110 to 1. Do you know what I mean? So, like, lunch is like $7,000, and you're like, this is funny. You just don't think about it. <laughs> right. You don't think of it in American dollars. No, like, it's so it's annoying. Because it's dr- that drastic that you're like, because, like, cause like, when you go to Canada, it's close enough yeah, yeah, to yeah, where yeah. you're actually thinking about yeah, it's it. Like, it's, it's like, I think they're off by like four, 30 cents or something like yeah, that. Yeah. But when, but you when you go it's $110 to $1, right. your brain just kind of. You have off. to turn off to numbers. You're just like, I don't want to do the math every fucking time I sit down. Yeah. You'll know. Some places you sit down, you're like, no, nah, wait a minute. That's not right. Okay, that's too much money. Yeah. So, you know, you just kind of get used to the spending. So, yeah, Japan definitely takes advantage. But the illest thing I did, we took the um, uh, the Shinkansen, the fastest bullet train down what? to from yeah. Tokyo to... Dude, it goes like 260 or something like that. I might be wrong in the number. We should, I should probably... Someone will Google it and be like, he's an idiot. But, um, What's it two, called? The, the Shinka- Shinkansen bullet train. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to look it up. But you took a, you take a bullet train from Tokyo down to Kyoto. And I got to tell you, dude, you think you know... Like, you think you know you're like... How, how fast? What did it say? Uh, 320 uh, kilometers. That's, there's kilometers. Yeah, that's about yeah. 250? Uh, 375. No, wait. 275. 275. Test runs have reached 275 miles. Yeah, so I think on average we were, I think it said like, because you slow down a lot to go through towns because you're like, you can't just fly through a town at like 275. (laughs) Yeah, make a house explode. (laughs) (laughs) Someone's just trying to dry their laundry outside. It's like every fucking time. (laughs) No, but you think you understand like how fast that's going and then you get on that train and dude, for for the first like 20 minutes, you kind of feel sick. Because yeah. it's so fast that your face is like, <laughs> and it's silent. You don't hear a fucking yeah, thing. That's it's just a, magnets. Oh, it's just so quiet. Nothing. Yeah. That's the thing about Japanese fucking people, dude. They're so polite and sweet in public. Not like Americans where we're like eating chips on the subway. Like, <laughs> hey, Steve. <laughs> they're fucking, they're so polite. They don't yell. They don't talk loudly on the subways. Right. Um, and this is on the bullet train. There's no difference. Commuter train. But like, dude, they're so respectful of y- your 
like peace that nobody is a fucking obnoxious dick i see why when people come here and they're like americans are rude and you're like we're not all rude but then you go somewhere else and you're like yeah we are kind of loud and do whatever the <laughs> fuck we want yep. all yeah, the yeah, time yeah, yeah, yeah like we were just the f- we were just eating it's like some woman is on the phone and she's like uh-huh uh-huh <laughs> it's like dude your other people are here right. people do that on airplanes you're like, it fucking blows my mind like, this is no not- yeah yeah no okay <laughs> well i'm here i landed but we're still sitting on the what is it, a tarmac or a tarmac what is, no i know debbie's there say say hi put her on you know i'll put it on speaker debbie <laughs> debbie it- <laughs> you bitch no i'm here yeah I no, had a guy, there's a guy uh, farting next to me the whole plane right now. He's looking at me. You're buying your own business. <laughs> I had a guy on the plane. We're fucking like taxiing to take off. And the flight attendant being like nice, she's done this three times. And she goes, no. sure, you have to get off your phone. And he knows shit goes one second to her. Uh, and she's like, and, and luckily the dude next to him goes, hey, we're going to fucking take off. Like, oh, yeah, as if dude, to say, good. like, listen, Back dude, it up. just be cool. Can yeah. you just be respectful also, of this thing that we're all agreeing to? To me, that is grounds to get dragged off a plane. Yeah. Totally, if, you, if you one second, that's like the opposite of one. That's like one dollaring somebody on Price is Right. <laughs> one second to a flight attendant. Guess what? You're being a dick. Yeah, you're being such a dick. Yeah, and it's like, and unless you're on the phone with Trump trying to get him to not press the red button. Right. Like, then who gives a shit? Wouldn't that be funny, though? That's, that is who he calls. <laughs> a random And he dude. hangs up. He goes, fine. I could have solved everything. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I guess enjoy your diet, sprites and peanuts. <laughs> Debbie, this guy's gonna get us free peanuts. Uh, I do want to ask before we wrap up uh, the um, uh, in in defending uh, uh, gingers getting in trouble. Yeah, Kathy Griffin mm-hmm. held up ahead of Trump. I know. We th- this has been such a, like a back. Has and it? I, and we look. We never even talk rarely about like no, current, I, I, current I, events. But yeah. you're just. I love talking to you about anything. I was telling you this the other day, and so I was like, oh, as soon as I saw it, I was like. You're the first person that was like, oh, I wonder what he thinks about that. Because well, I know here's what's here's what's insane. The the only thing like here's what's so annoying. Here two things. I'm it, I'm annoyed that I'm talking about Kathy Griffin. Like that's just anno- <laughs> it's annoying as shit that I have to like give her. Any I'm annoyed that it took you this long to talk about. It. <laughs> right. It's annoying that I have to give her any credit. You know what really makes me mad? Like fuck you, Kathy Griffin, for making me feel like I have to defend Trump. That's like the craziest part of the whole thing. Yes. You know? That I feel like I have to fucking defend this guy because you're such a a fucking dumbo that I have to be like dude you can't do that to Donald fucking Trump yeah. like I did on Rogan asked me about it we talked about it on, on Rogan's podcast and I, what I had said was I was like could you imagine if they did that to if, if, if she had done that to if someone had done that to Obama right yeah and a bunch of Rogan fans tweeted and were like they did that to Obama you fucking idiot and there were like these iconic <laughs> pictures on the internet of people burning effigies of Obama right right but not which, which is true yes. but it wasn't a, a famous person right didn't do it so all these yes. fucking people were From coming back at me photo shoot and I was and like no dude go, go get a famous photographer Photographer, if a yeah. famous photographer and a famous fucking sh- a famous person in the public social eye held up a head of Obama, dude, the world would have shut the fuck. I mean, that's insane. So like, I have to defend the the, the Trumpism for a moment to say like, you can't do that. Yeah. You can't hold up the head of a president inciting violence about the guy that runs our country. You can hate him. I don't care. I don't fucking like him either. But you can't incite take someone's head off that runs the free world. You can't do that. Or actually, how about this? You can do that. But yeah. then you're going to face a lot of shit yeah. on the other side. You, have, like, we you can say whatever you want. You right. can do whatever you want. This First right. Amendment thing is great. You have a free speech. People also have a, a fucking right to just shit on you mercilessly and Absolutely. ruin your career. Because that's the risk you're going to take. Yeah. For me, it's not even... It, it's not the... It's not the... Um, it's not what she did. It's the fact that the content isn't even funny. Right? So, like... 
if 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 there like have you seen that mannequin that went around or the the sculpture of naked Trump that went around Los yes. Angeles? Yeah, that's funny. Funny. Hey, dude, it's just depicting him a fat, sloppy, naked guy. It yeah, just so right. happens Which that he, he didn't probably have would be if totally. he was naked. So that's a funny artistic move to shit on the president, right? right. That was a clever thing that they were saying no it, violence no toward violence. it it's just, just saying look at this fat here's slob a hu- here he is in human he probably form. didn't yeah. even, he doesn't get comedy so he's probably like i got the best fat naked statue out there <laughs> nobody's got a fatter better naked statue than me fatter better naked that's my pitch in 2018 trump has a podcast called fatter better naked <laughs> welcome back to fatter better naked fatter better naked pool where party we, where we eat doritos <laughs> buck naked <laughs> All day, but he, but he. I just think like the the the. There should have been an attempt to humor. Yeah. Yeah, but that's the thing. Is like again, why am I talking? Kathy Grimm's never been funny no. to me. So and it's also, she's like shock a, value. Yeah, like, look dude. at what she does. She criticizes uh, celebrity news and celebrities and just pop culture. She, she 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 made a she made a fortune criticizing what people wore. That was one thing when Joan Rivers died that a lot of people were very heartbroken by Joan Rivers. She was a fucking amazing person in the world of comedy, and I always appreciated Joan Rivers. However, there is a moment in the Joan Rivers zeitgeist of my brain that's like. <laughs> Yeah, dude, she did make money on a show criticizing outfits. Like, fucking, let's not all pretend like we're on our high horse yes. all the time. America. At, yeah. at one, at one like, point, at one point, she yeah. did some, I mean, when she got going and on Carson, like, was yeah, fucked. Dude, but, she's one of the best yeah. stand-ups of all time. But, but at the same but time. But a chunk of her career was, was being like, look at those pants. Yeah. Right. And people, you know, they, what'd you get them at, that fucking... Cunt store. I don't know, man. I'm not Joan Rivers, but I didn't write for her. But cunt, cunt store on yeah. Melrose is actually a good shop. But you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like that is a lot of, a lot of bracelets. Yeah, and that's also bracelets. what a great example of just the business. Like yeah, dude. Joan Rivers, the top. And then just, and look, she probably still was like, I'm happy I'm working. But like, dude, you go from Carson and then that. That's just how this business. Like, you just don't know. Well, that's man. just how it goes. Mm-hmm. I I just feel like the, the the business is filled with a lot of hypocrisy and like the irony of like people who are very strong feminists, like someone like Kathy Griffin, who has like who is clearly a very very outspoken feminist and a huge has a huge proponent of the gay community who is out out outspoken yeah. about supporting her. Who can't wait to go to her show now and hear her talk about this? Yeah, dude, yeah. it's just so funny. It's like that's what's going to happen now. It's going to earn her a little bit more re- re- like respect. But a lot of her career is based on shitting on other human beings like I don't know where that comes into the world of like being fair and balanced and a feminist when like she they just shit on other women like I I just think I know there's man. a weird blurred line now about what mm-hmm. you can and you can't say and so like for me I'm just gonna keep saying whatever I want and I'm sure people are not gonna like a lot of it and I don't fucking really give a shit like I don't yeah. I, I just I'm gonna stick with it I, I'm not out for blood to fucking hurt people's feelings but like I'm gonna say some controversial shit if I think it, it has a message to it and uh, if you don't like it, fucking too bad. So that's that's the point that was made about her. A lot of comics were like, "You got to support her because comics nope. comics can say whatever they want." It's like, sure, dude, but just just know people can respond. You can get you can get ripped to shreds for it. That's yes. that's the only thing you got to know. Just yeah, like uh, and I've said this before. I've got a folder uh, on my computer that that is that that is labeled tweets that'll end my career. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? And it's just like I'm, by the way, I'm gonna get to that at some point. <laughs> yeah, and like sometimes I just I just write something and then I stare at it and go, "Yep, that one in my career." So I that's do, going that's good. That, that, that's going in the folder. What's great about that I've is done, that I do I do them all the time. That's in yeah. my draft. But you I know, what? you're preventing yourself from censoring yourself and like and putting yeah. some sort of filter on because you never want to feel completely right. Like for what we do to be in a position where you're like second guessing. You know, yeah. I yeah. mean, get to a point to where you trust yourself so much where you're like. I don't have to second guess. I can just like be in the moment and hear myself. But sometimes, you know, you slip up. You, you know, you fucking. It's it like, comes out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it comes out. I think the older you get in comedy, the more you learn. You're like whatever negative tweet that I have that I'm thinking about pushing out. Um, 
I bet you it's not worth it. Yeah. The, the, That's just the bottom line. Yeah, I, like, I, it's yeah. like, what's best case scenario? I get 100 retweets, 150 sure. retweets. Yeah, but guess what? You get 9,000. Oh, oh, man. Yeah. Oh, worst man. case scenario. Oh, no. Yeah. Worst yeah. case yeah. scenario is your career is in. Yeah. It's done. It's just, yeah, but also it's just be not perception worth it. people yeah. being like, man, why do you fucking put that? Like, well, well, I do that a lot. I see people post stuff and I'm like, Oh fuck! Guess what? what, man? You could have just said that in your head. Sure, you said it out loud on or Facebook, say and now I go. Buddy. Say, say, say it to your buddy, dude. Call ha- your buddy. Go. Have, yeah. a, have a venter. We yeah. all need a venter. That's yeah, dude. that's. Uh, the, 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 I call your buddy. I would advise any comic get uh, get get married for that reason because <laughs> yeah. I can call up my fiance, just be like, "Could you believe this fucking listen and, to this then, fucking shit?" She goes, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. You didn't it. post that, did you? Okay, and she great. Has to just get it sit out there and go. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, you guys are crazy. <laughs> Keep in a- mind, you guys tell jokes for money. Yeah. Okay, I gotta go. People are dying. By the way, that's that's a great sketch of like for a comic dude. Just like if you're thinking about posting something that you think is funny, but it's probably going to end all the shit for you, call a buddy. Call a buddy, yeah. Yeah. and then you just buddy. hire a call center of buddies. <laughs> What's up? It's your buddy. Hello, this, hello. This is Greg. I am I am from Austin, Texas. Austin, I am Texas, I am huh? your buddy. You oh. what is what is your thing you want to say on the Twitters? Greg, I feel like I've heard, are you. I feel like you're from Tennessee. You sound like a Tennessee guy. That no, like a- no, no, no. I am Greg. I am from Austin, Texas. I they have the bats that go under the bridge. Okay. That's what I know Great. in Austin, Texas. Well, Greg, Texas. I'm going to kill myself. Well, Greg, this I'm going to kill myself. But also, I'm thinking about uh, putting Mike Pence's body on Donald Trump's, uh, uh, taking a Trump head and putting it on a Pence body. And I want to put like some fun meme like, you know, these guys suck. You know what I'm saying? What do you think? That is absolutely 100% hilarious. Don't ever do that. Don't ever post that on Twitter. Don't do it. I just want to keep hearing you talking that accent. Are you going to do it? <laughs> Don't do it. It's Greg, right? It's Greg. Greg from Austin, Texas. Yes. Okay. Greg, what's the best part about Austin? Because uh, you've lived the, there your whole life, the, right? Uh, the um, the uh, Kelly Underwood. Ke- Kelly Underwood. Did I say Kelly? I think you said Kelly. Ke- it's Carrie. This might be it. Might be the worst accent I've ever yeah, heard of. Yeah, that might be just about. <laughs> Welcome back to Brad. Can't do voices. Uh, all right, uh, showtime all right. special put that in the folder of now. I can't go in India. <laughs> That's it. Home field <laughs> advantage. Fuck yourself. Home field advantage. Showtime. Showtime. Home field advantage. And the show's called "I'm Dying Up Here on Sundays." Sunday that's at 10 p.m. Is you got great. And the special you can get on Showtime.com and Sh- on it's demand. On, it's, it's actually yeah. It's on the app. It's Fuck on. Yeah. Uh, it'll, they'll stream it again too. I mean, they'll show it again. They'll air it again. But for now, you can go on Showtime.com and watch it again if you have the app or any of those services where you can jump on. Speaking of watching the special, uh, one new comment uh, on Showtime.com oh. uh, at, uh, at Puddin Lake Forest Park uh, 69. Uh, again, just watch the special. Um, just bought my plane ticket. Uh, ready for the face fuck. Where are you at? Question mark. So, Can you respond for me real quick? Yeah, for can sure. You type this down? And so I'll say okay. uh, make sure uh-huh. to bring yes. double black dildo. Yep. Oh, uh, she already responded back. Uh, brought seven. Is that too many? Heart, heart, question mark, smiley face. And then write, yep. deaf not. Great. Deaf is short for definitely. Perfect. And uh, if I can talk to you for a second, Andrew, that's my mother <laughs> that you just joked at back, back. Oh, dude, 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 I would never have sex with your mom. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs>
<laughs> Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast with Brad Williams and Adam Ray. Boy, they're a lot of fun, huh? Why don't you subscribe on iTunes to this fucking podcast, give them a five-star rating so this midget and this Jew can feel good about themselves for a couple minutes. Also, get on your iPhone or Android and get the podcast app. You can also listen to it on Stitcher or aboutlastnightpodcast.com, where you can hear past episodes with great guests like Lisa Kudrow, Paul Feig, Kevin Nealon, Bob Saget, Dion Cole, Chris D'Elia, Adam Devine, Michael McDonald, Jaleel White, Bud Friedman, Steve-O, Harlan Williams, Tom Arnold, Ron Funches, Rick Glassman, Blake Anderson, Anders Holm, Jessime Peluso, Joey McIntyre, and many, many more. I'm Tony Danza. Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast. Good night. That's it, right? You got it? Sweet. Boy, it smells good in that booth, by the way. What kind of candle is that? Hanukkah Willow? <laughs> nice. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.